0: Our guest, Dr. Patrick Muinde, is already seated and ready to hammer out these things blow by blow about how this affordable housing implementation hullabaloo talk will go. But before we welcome him, let's look at today's proverb from Djibouti.
1: Yes, 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 um, clouds do not always mean rain, but is it Dr. Mwinde?
2: uh yes uh when we see clouds it doesn't always mean that there will be rain mm. so so uh to me that i would appreciate. um sometimes it's not what we see probably there could be something under it but when you see the smoke it means that uh uh something must be burning so so smoke is triggered by fire uh, mm. cloud does not necessarily uh, mean that it is rain So sometimes we see symptoms Mm -hmm. which do not necessarily mean that it's what we are seeing.
0: Hmm. Okay, so then I can jump right into this thing and ask you, with all of this affordable housing talk, as we're getting into the conversation, are we seeing clouds or are we seeing smoke? If clouds don't necessarily tell us that there will be rain, if smoke if smoke tells us that there will definitely be fire in this case fire being that this thing is going to strike the match and it will go and kenyans will be happy or clouds being that we're seeing what could be an affordable housing plan but it is not going to rain
2: uh it will depend where you are um if you are the the citizen the Mm. kenyan the asla out there uh you are just seeing clouds there won't be rain Mm and i think i can i can put my my bet on that yeah. if you're on the side of the guys who are promising it then there is surely something for them
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know the um <laughs> when we talk of this particular finance bill mm. this is a finance bill 2023 2022 mm. we forget that there was a finance bill 2018 mm. yes now simple question how different is that finance bill from this one because when you look at what some of the things that that finance bill proposed some of them are being are seemed like to be a carryover things that we are grappling with now but the similarity in the 2018 finance bill and this one they both talked about increasing taxes they both did uh-huh. yes so.
2: Now, um, if we specifically narrow down to the, to the, to the levies that you're talking about and the and, um, and affordable housing and what we are calling the public-private partnerships, uh, for me we are abusing a very innovative idea in finance. Because this, uh, PPPs is what we call um, financial engineering, it's part of what we call financial engineering. But this is a very innovative and noble idea. Mm. Uh, in its technical definition and application. But when it comes to Kenya, and specifically, we can trail history, our PPPs are not what we see. They are conduits to formally freeze the public. So that's technically what it is. And let me put it in context.
1: Put it in context. <laughs> Freezing the public also means.
2: Now, what we call public private partnership, uh, there are three things that are very critical you to, to do PPP or they are very critical to PPP. Number one, um, public sector wants to attract capital from private sector. So government realizes that they do not have enough money to do development as fast as they need. But private sector has a lot of money that they can access. There is a, a, a disparity in um, uh, interest. Public institutions are not profit making. Private institutions are, are profit making mm-hmm. okay so government wants to bring capital to provide public goods and services that are not necessarily profit oriented number two you want to bring the private sector efficiency in provision of public goods and services so there are the key um attribute of ppp uh private sector by, by by design because of market forces they are forced to be efficient so they are likely going to uh, find the most suitable and most efficient approaches to deliver a project. So pri- public sector wants to attract that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then there's technology. Private sector, because of the market forces, they are forced to be uh, to invest and innovate. So they spend a lot on research and finding the most um, cost-effective means because of market forces. Now, public sector is not like that because they do not have any... Our profit motive so those are three key things that take us to ppps but for you to identify a candidate for ppp is where the question is and that's where the mystery of this discussion is one you can only go to ppp if there's a commercially viable idea so underlying commercially mm. viable idea because you're bringing private actors for them to give you their capital they must see the profit in it okay so there must be a return for them now if you look at the housing that we are talking about and i i i, I think you can recall the, the when the ps was here he said he offered so much land across the country that mm-hmm. were not taken up
0: <laughs>
2: okay mm-hmm. so so if i want to make money and i'm a private investor and i'm being given a free land and i don't take it why am i not taking it it's because i can't see the benefit the commercial viability of it mm. then if the government comes in and gives me now sweeteners, because now uh, if, if a project does not have that commercial viability, the government provides some sweeteners yes. to make it um, attractive, attractive for a private investor. Now, let's look at the sweeteners, because this is where nobody is talking about. What is the first sweetener that has been given in this affordable housing? You are given free public land, prime public Land okay, free, and you're a private investor. Mm-hmm. Okay, now go back to the history of land grabbing in the country and see where the catch is. So, just draw a quick connection with this, but then let's look at the second sweetener government waives all the permits and taxes. So, all the materials that I'm getting mm-hmm. and I'm bringing uh and the permit that i need to to get to build the houses and do commercial construction they are waived out mm-hmm. so government gives me free land which is a keen driver of cost of housing then they remove all the taxes which is also a keen driver of cost of building so if the government gives, gives me those sweeteners as a private investor the assumption is that now i can live french and make money mm-hmm. okay uh, so, so that means that then I can put up the houses, I don't have to meet all the cost. So it means that I've pulled down the cost of the houses, then I can sell the houses in market. Mm-hmm. But then look at what has happened. The government goes on the other side <laughs> and now uh, picks your 3% by 3% and then guarantees a, an automatic buyout of those houses, mm-hmm. okay? So I have nothing to lose as the investor, okay? So the government has a guaranteed, if I build 100 units, I'll buy them 100%. Mm-hmm. And they have guaranteed not to buy them at cost, but to buy them at cost plus profit margin. Now, you look at yesterday, uh, the, 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 the the margin that was mentioned was 30%. Mm-hmm. Now, which industry in Kenya will give you a profit margin of 30%? I don't know that one exists. None. Mm. Look at the data of last Quarter of 2022, the highest paying subsector in Kenya was the government to sell bills and bonds. They are given about 12, 13%. So it was the highest, the most profitable subsector last year as we crossed the year 2022. Now, what this means, the simple uh, meaning of this is that if I have some hundred million somewhere, mm. I just need to walk to the government, tell them I have this money. The government is going to give me freelance waiver all the taxes i build the houses for them and then i cash out that money now go back to look Mm. at financial (laughs) complications Uh, if i have this money fraudulently acquired and it's somewhere in my house i take the hundred million clean it through this system and i go home Dr. millions Mwinde, in profit <laughs> Doctor,
0: doc, 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 <laughs> Dr. Mwinde, you're, you're an economic and financial expert yes you know these things right yes what you're essentially saying here and stop me if i'm wrong is that uh, the gov because PPPs, is we're talking about public private partnerships private now being the private developers that you have then described public being government yes so what is happening here is that government is saying look we don't have the wherewithal our job is to provide a conducive environment within which these things can happen yes right so public land government is ours yes right you may have the capital so what we'll do is we'll create that environment within which you then can come and develop We will go to Kenyans and say, give us 3% of your earnings. Yes. Your employers will back you, will match that 3%, will put it in a fund, and then we'll still tell Kenyans to come back and give us maximum 5,000 shillings every year for the next, you know, however many years for them to buy these houses. And we will return all of your money back to you at the point at which you want it. Okay? Yes. What I hear you saying now... Is that the government essentially has opened up the possibility for this housing
2: fund to be a laundromat? Yes. Technically, you see, look at the discussion. The way the discussion is evolving, and that's what I'm saying. Every time the discussion is being um, brought out here, the more complicated it is appearing. Now, based on the discussion that was there yesterday, in the precedent that was done yesterday, all I need is to have some million somewhere. That's it. Okay. That's it. If I have this 100 million or 200 million or 300 million, I just pose as an investor. Because you see, when you do a PPP, the partners need to share the benefits and the risks. So let me ask what risk is the private investor taking here?
1: Okay, but I have to ask this question, Dr. Ari are we saying that simply because it's a ppp and the government wants to achieve certain goals that all other rules and regulations and laws that pertain to the management of money and the flow of money in this country will also be suspended
2: now let's look at evidence yes let's look at all the ppps we have done Hmm. why are we having problems with the electricity bills
1: why are we having problems the electricity bills
2: yes how much does Kenya Power buy from
1: KenGen, the national producer? Uh, and how much you now want us to have this discussion about the no 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 no
2: the I'm just um, r- the independent <laughs> power producers
1: because that's yes. where we're going with this discussion. Yes isn't
2: yes. It? Because the independent power producers... That's a PPP. They're PPPs. Yes, they are.
0: Their their job is to essentially produce. Whether or not you pick up all of it or not, you're still going to pay them. Whether you pick it up in its entirety or you pick up just what you need. But at what price? Mm. Actually... At a a pre-negotiated price that you cannot come out of. Yeah,
1: yeah, but, but before we even get there is how did we agree... To be paying for things which we may not even necessarily use mm, yes and at a fixed price mm-hmm. that guarantees it yes and from the discussions we've had it appears we cannot renegotiate or negotiate ourselves out of it oh, no. how, how did we get there so is this you are saying that our lived experience tells us that the moment such a discussion is had and we go by the precedent then it does not forebode well
2: yes because that's the evidence we have because even right now i think recently the media brought out some of the, the early ppp that was signed so you realize you've been told it's uh, investors out there but it's just people inside now just go to the second one let's go to the second ppp look at the left you right very uh, lee Louis. that was second major ppp what happened that's a ppp that we signed then come to the third one throw outside idea It's a PPP, we are told. But when you go to regulation on toll, regulation number 18, the government has underwritten 100% any fall-in revenues for the investor. Now, basically, when you talk about PPP, there must be sharing of benefits and risks. Mm -hmm. And that I'm asking, if the government gives me free land it gives all levies taxes and everything then it guarantees to buy the house at profit so what risk am i taking as a private investor
1: so there's no risk to you as a private investor zero risk no a partnership means you should also share the risks yes, yes. but that's the thing
0: that we're saying now with the pp uh, uh, what dr mwinde is saying now is the, our
1: examples of ppps examples
0: of ppps that are resident in this country today that there is no risk to the private partner yes
2: completely no risk why why that's where the catch is and that's why i said um we are using prime public land giving it to who private investors we remove all the cost of building that house and then we guarantee to buy it at a profit so what is the risk of the private investor
1: nothing so all he needs to have is to have the money actually there is a risk uh, dr Muinde. which risk when i it's an inadvertent risk in this sense if i look at what has happened to ghana there the issuance of these government bonds because imf have been brought in to help with their restructuring investors in these bonds are taking a hit if you have a ppp and you correctly put it i have x million shillings and i give it to the government the government in theory undertakes to guarantee me a certain return certain things remaining constant mm-hmm. if those things don't remain constant then that guarantee goes out of the window because the assumption is that that guarantee cannot be shaken yes and ghana is telling us it can be shaken now
2: Uh, By the time you get to that level, where the government is unable to pay its public
1: debts, then the economy will be in deep problems. And we are saying that we are not near that position yet. Are we not there already? Or we are very far away from it. Is that what we are saying? We
2: we, we are still uh, a a few meters from that. Mm. And you see, this is what is happening. The reason why these uh, levies are being put here as mandatory is to guarantee the government will buy out the houses. So I line the money for the private investor first i'm collecting this money but then let's put into context because this arrangement and this discussion is defined any the basic rules of economics now this project has not started today. what are the what are these basic rules of economics the first big rule rule of economics is that there can never be an opportunity for a bit uh, and the market does not see it what that means is that if there's a place you can benefit and make money and profit many investors are going to see this opportunity and take advantage of it and remove any abnormal profit
0: what should be the the burden of risk on a private investor in a project such as this what should it be because if we're saying that there is none and there ought to be because it is a partnership we all share right yes we're sharing the benefit we share in the risk what should be the burden of risk
2: upon a private investor in such a partnership as we see it today yeah you see if the project is commercially viable and that's why you said you cannot go ppp it's not commercially viable mm-hmm. if the, pro- the project has an opportunity to be commercially viable the government has given you a sweetener they have given you free land mm-hmm. Is just taking away all the permits and cost and taxes from you. So once you build the houses, the government cannot go on the other end and guarantee 100% buyout. So I'll give you the money, I'll give you the, the land and the uh, uh, taxes and all that. Then I leave it to you to sell it on the market. Mm. So when the government goes on the other side to guarantee purchase, they have assumed 100% the risks. So yes. what that means is, mm-hmm. if that house, for example, and I think there's houses that have been mentioned, have be hard houses being mentioned in Maranal and other places, mm-hmm. in whatever, whatever else, which are probably not attractive for these investors. So when the government buys out from them, who is going to buy out from the government? Ah, remember the discussion I <laughs> told
0: you that you, you who is giving your 3% on yes. a, And if you're giving your 3% And you happen to be And the, an the employer is also giving 3% yeah. <coughs> If you then happen to be an indigent of water And then you realize that there is a house there That I can buy after all I've given 3% of my salary for the next 10 years Then I can go and purchase a house in Wate. Now, now Guaranteed are, government And I pay not more than 5,000 shillings for 10 years
2: yeah, I've bought a house You see those are the, the basic rules of economics That we're assuming Hmm. number one the government has not been building houses from 1960
1: when it got independence who has been building houses what about the national housing corporation who and the government
2: they, they are public but they do it on commercial okay they sell for profit i, un- for I profit.
1: understand the point i'm making here is that they are government and they do build unless we're saying that if government builds sh- the element of profit shouldn't be there
2: now, you see the question is uh, from 1960 how has been the housing sector are we assuming there has been a complete vacuum no there yeah. hasn't and that's what i'm saying the basic rules of economics is if in the housing sector there has been opportunities for investments mm. private sectors have seen these opportunities mm. and taken advantage of them
1: but national housing is not private sector
2: yes but you see it's it's, uh, it's um the government in agency to regulate that market component yes. and that's what i'm saying you see the discussion right now is it appears like Kenyans have not been living anywhere. It's just like we've been in the streets. Been paying rent, but now the government is saying, live in your own house. But there's Meaning. another complication. Look at the economic structure. Okay, we are the majority of Kenyans, urban or rural. 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 Now, what is the land tenancy? There's private ownership of land in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And I've had these examples because these examples have been used to sell a narrative that is not necessarily correct we've talked about the asian tigers mm. we've talked about singapore we've talked about south korea Malaysia. About I, I think we've hit all. a record actually because today's
0: thursday and i don't think there's been a day this week that we've not talked yeah. about singapore. singapore has been <laughs> mentioned so much yes. you'd think so it's a
2: neighboring country <laughs> yes. yes So, so you see um how do they do housing because they are government-driven now if you go to those countries you do not have the land tenants is very different from ours government owns all the land Yes. And there we have what we call a benevolent dictatorship. Mm. This is how these countries work. Ours is a market based economy. Mm. So, in in benevolent dictatorship, if the government comes for your land, you don't ask anything. In any case, it is their land. Mm -hmm. And then they dictate what housing, sizes of houses, and everything. But let's look at the Monday of Singapore because it's being sold as the Monday we're using. Mm. In Singapore, you save about 40% of your income mm-hmm. to the national S- um, social security fund and then they guarantee a return of four percent on your investment there when you want a mortgage you go to the same and then they give you the mortgage at six percent so it's been much from a central agency mm-hmm. now what does NSSF give you back here um, other than your contribution when you look at your statement have they ever loaded return on your investment no they don't okay they don't mm. so the only the only thing you see is what you have given them
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you've done that for the last 20 30 years and when you retire you barely get what you give out now go to china china right now it's in a serious crisis because of over investing in housing in areas that are not commercially viable right now as we sit here china is pulling down hundreds of thousands of houses as we sit here But still, China is a benevolent dictatorship. So you cannot inbuild corruption in these countries when you're in those countries. But let's look at the reality here. Because when you look at these projects, we are assuming now angels have fallen from heaven to Kenya. The things that you're saying is not the
0: message that is being passed, um, uh, Patrick. What is being passed is that it's a saving for you for tomorrow. So why wouldn't you be happy? And why would it be so difficult for you to grasp that you give three percent, your hmm. employer gives three percent at the end of it ju- before you can say Bob's your uncle you have a house why are, why is it so difficult to get that or is that not uh, what we're saying here now
2: um, this project has been ongoing from 2017 mm-hmm. Now look at every budget that has been done from 2017. We have set not less than six
1: billion to affordable housing. We've put aside six billion. Every budget year, wh- yes. And where does this money go to? Where is it nestled? there's the six billion? So where is it housed?
2: It has going to, been going to the fund. That's the assumption. It going to the fund. Which that fund? The National Housing Fund, the one that the mortgage,
1: the component. The, the one which initially had one point five percent. Yes. And now has three percent.
2: Yes. You Same. see, when, when the one point five percent was removed, government continued to fund it.
1: Yes. So they have been funding six billion every year every year that's been from 2017. yes so if we do the months we're now in 2023 that's five years down the line that's
2: 36 billion shillings yes there's every time the, that project has been funded under the so uh, the big fund. so
1: in theory there should be 36 billion shillings that is sitting somewhere that can actually be used for
0: or there should be houses scattered about the
2: country worth 36 billion shillings yes yeah, yes in truth that's that's what i'm saying uh, we, we are talking about something that defies defy the basic economic logic. Now, let me uh, come to the exact question that you're asking. Why are we not seeing this? Mm. Now, we are assuming the market of Kenya, which is now the investor market, and the households uh, collectively are collectively not intelligent or not, I, I, if I can use this term, we are saying the market is foolish. It doesn't able to identify profitable and beneficial opportunities. Because if these houses are, and this project have been going on 20, from 2017 there are houses that were being given as case studies and some are in, are in the urban areas. Mm-hmm. Now, you mean the people of Kenya are not um, <laughs> intelligent enough to have seen these are good deals? And because if and, and as I said, economics And the concept of arbitrage means that if there's a good deal out here, enough people will be able to see that deal and grab it. Mm -hmm. So right now, if the deal is as good as it's been marketed as of yesterday, then Kenyans will be scrabbling for for those houses. But they are not. Why are they not? Because now that's a market anomaly. Mm. Because I see it, if for example I go to the stock market, and there's a share that can make profit, then there's something that many investors are going to see it and bid for that price and pull it down. Let me pull you, let me pull you out
0: and hopefully hear if it is not being scrambled after. I mean, I think of the many things that were um, introduced into the market, and people ran after them because they could ev- they could immediately see the commercial viability of this thing and they went for it whether it doesn't matter what you want to talk about whether people were selling whether it was quail eggs whether it was whatever it was but that it was quick that people could see ah here we can make something and it was clear yes so in this case people are not scrambling for it many people say one of the reasons is that uh, you want to insist that you take the money from me and then i come for it later why would it be then that people don't want to go after something for which we know Kenyans have an appetite for, anyway, in the name of real estate.
2: Now, what the market is telling us is there's no deal. There's no deal there. If the deal is as good as it looks like, or it's been said to be, we'll all be there. All of us want war homes. Mm. All of us want. So, so, and that's why I say it. When, when we see people are not going for the deal, we are saying collectively. The kenyan market is abnormal and in any opportunity of benefits and how uh, and, and and money making people cannot be abnormal you see i'm a rational consumer mm-hmm. i need to get the best house i can get at the most affordable price. price now the other thing is you see when you talk about housing there must be ability to pay okay there must be a to pay and that's why he said we cannot discuss this thing and we are are taking it out of the socio-economic context of the country many people are in Nairobi they have rural homes Mm -hmm. because they plan to retire in their rural areas now I will scratch something else somewhere else now most of us who are in in our um, 30s late 30s 40s and 50s we are taking care of our parents back home Mm -hmm. so we are carrying that burden Mm -hmm. So now I'm told if I'm 50 years, let me contribute. And if I don't want the house, my children will pick up. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So again, you'll bring another problem. You are, I'm I'm having my parents who are depending on me. So I'm carrying a previous generation on my back. You are now taking me to carry the burden of the generation of my children. So that's why one thing we're
1: doing, the government is formally- But but with a benefit. A, there is a bem, this particular, <laughs> yes. there is a promised benefit it's called a house mm. you see now it becomes a futile gesture, a futile, just futile uh, pursuit if there are no houses and yet I am contributing or if the possibility of there being a house does not exist or it evaporates into smoke then I have to ask this question we were introduced to the Kenya Morgan Refinance company Company. in the previous government all right and we're told their job was to help make these things possible we're talking affordable housing but a new concept came into being with this government social housing now what the difference between an affordable house because the story of affordable housing has been with us for a very long time Mm-hmm. Long before Kenya Mortgage Refinance came into being and all these things, that term has been there. Social housing is new, so the social component of housing—what is it, and how different is it from affordable housing?
2: You see, at policy level, we are simply using semantics to confuse the publics. Mm. If you are building social housing, mm. fund it from taxpayers. Mm. Fund it direct from taxpayers. Why are you taking it from me? <laughs> Why are you taking money from me to fund a social housing? Mm. And collect the taxes the normal way you, you it. and what I'm saying, saying
1: that you've already contributed to the social housing anyway because you pay taxes. So if the money is being used to build it, it's part of your money which you've paid in taxes that is being apportioned to the building of houses is that what you're saying? Yeah,
2: but you see the point I'm saying is eh, we are mixing very innovative ideas in finance to confuse the public. Now here you are told it's a PPP
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay? here I'm told I must contribute whether I like it or not then on the other side i'm told it is the poor guy who is going to get the house because social housing is for the bottom in the pyramid the bottom in the pyramid now let's look at the houses that have been finished have they gone to the bottom in the pyramid? Which houses in particular?
0: Like the ones that we you know no, we're told about. The ones in, Ngara, in Gara, we've been told about uh, some in Park others. Road, and so forth. Yes, oh, yes. they actually
1: exist, by the way. Yeah. Yes.
0: And no, so, who so owned no, those houses? No, but we were told. Were we not told that there's somebody who. Uh, the, the, the PS sat here and told us that there are people, Boda Boda owners, he was very proud to see that there was somebody who owned one of those homes. <laughs> they there are
1: groupings of people <laughs> whom we refer to with this current dispensation <laughs> as hustler <laughs> Actually own these houses the numbers specifically were even mentioned but but, but somewhere I'm going with this <laughs> huh? voluntary contribution mandatory contribution okay if we take the argument that our taxes already cater for these things then I would argue that we should not also pay for NHIF because I'm already taxed Okay. and then I would also argue that you cannot take from my money to pay for NSSF because I'm taxed in other ways What am I saying? That we sometimes need to segregate and to put money aside for specific things. If we can have it for NHIF and NSSF, why can we not have it for a housing levy or for a housing fund? Why not?
2: Now, let's look at um, the history of funds. And as I said, let's go by evidence. Mm -hmm. What do we know about NSSF?
1: national social security fund yes yes what what, what what do we have about it there's some money money every month so when you retire
0: that you'll be given you know
2: money after retirement that you can survive on how then do pension funds work more or less the same i contribute they invest Mm -hmm. the money and every year they load my returns Yes. yes is that what nssf is doing no (laughs) <laughs> now, look at look at look at the public projects and land projects where NSSF have been used yeah. <coughs> to plunder. The, how much land do they own that is useless,
1: Doctor? You, you see, I'm in agreement uh, with you. <laughs> I'm in agreement with you, but the fact that a good initiative has been bastardized doesn't negate the fact that the thinking behind it. Was sound we are looking at how it has been misused we are looking at how everything that was intended for is what we keep talking <laughs> about and witnessing <laughs> but it doesn't mean that the idea of nssf was necessarily a bad idea
2: yes and that's why i said we cannot talk about these discussions outside the socioeconomic context and that's why i said the last statement before we went for the break i said we are assuming and we are sending this project as if angels are fallen from heaven to come and manage the specific component of what's in fund now how many funds do we have in this country hey well there are many and what do we know about them
0: mm.
2: well if they are public, and what is and and because because the mm. question yesterday one of the things that was mentioned was um uh, the question of trust issue why will you trust a fund when so many funds we know about them
1: okay, let me ask you this question if it is a fund that has been set up by the government a public fund what should we expect in terms of the accountability factor and how should we expect to be informed about it what are the things that are our, our right are by virtue of citizens that we should know now one thing
2: if we are going that route and we must go that route one let this contract be made public let's know what are the private sector being offered? Okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Let's know the terms of their contracts. Let's know why the government is guaranteeing 100% buyout and what is the risk and or what is the contribution of the private investor other than the money. But also very important because you're using public money and you are getting for me by force, mm-hmm. then make those company and their beneficial owners public.
0: Okay. <laughs> Looking at how <laughs> I, I mean, I can understand and I think I think those desires are aspirational. If you want to be very serious about, you know, contracts that have been or not been made public in the past, the one that has been clamored here about what happens or what happens uh, or what with the expressway here, make it public what happens with uh, independent power producers that you've talked about here make it public let's see what actually you committed kenyans to for a very long period of time yes i can hear you on that and that needs to happen especially when you're dealing with the public yes it needs to happen the um guarantee that it will happen i would say that we would have to wish a little bit stronger uh, and maybe sweat a little bit more to see if somebody would listen to that desire yes but in all of this at the end of the day what we're asking about this fund is all of these practices will they end up in houses being built if they end up in houses being built does it negate the fears that you have now about this whole thing being a scam
2: uh i've said we have been doing this project for the last five years mm. where is the houses that are being built who are the owners park road because because if you're really talking about hustlers, and that's why you're talking about mixing uh, you know welfare houses and affordable housing and Good all word, that well because
1: mm-hmm.
2: because if, if you're trying to solve a housing problem the problem really must exist the problem really must exist
1: but the housing problem does yeah
2: are, we are, we are. you see we are assuming if I'm renting a house I need one house <coughs> Or you're assuming that Kenyans want to own houses, yes, that's what you're assuming. Mm. And you're assuming I want one house in Nairobi is,
1: is it a room, is, is it a wrong assumption?
2: It is based on what, and you see, oh, the same yes. case I'm saying if you're telling me if I can't own the house, I'll pass it to my children. Right. You're also assuming my children want to live where that house is, All right? Mm. All so, okay. you, I'm denying my children and the generation okay. of my children
1: okay. the right to choose where to live, All
2: right? Okay,
1: the fact <laughs> that I live in this town and I work here. and if i look at kenyans this is now not my assumption but what i observe and i see meaning my lived experience yes the enterprising nature of Kenyans that is often talked about is because kenyans go into business yes now owning a home if you look at how we 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 attach for instance the ownership of something like a vehicle it Mm -hmm. is assumed one has acquired wealth just by owning a vehicle Mm -hmm. why is it that kenyans buy plots again for the sake of buying plots, but hopefully to put up a structure. Yes. The reference here is investment. Yes. Okay? So if I look at the idea of a house as an investment and not just a house, then I would argue that that assumption is not wrong. Yes. Many Kenyans would like to own a house because they see it as a good investment. Yes. Okay? From that perspective.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Now, if I take that view, and then I take the view that They are limited by the fact that they can't afford it and that's why they live where they live and that's why they pay the rents they pay. Now if someone comes up with an idea and says, I can actually get you to own this house Mm -hmm. by you paying the rent that you pay, it will be an attractive proposition. Yes. Now that's one discussion. Yes, now by discussion again, now by lived experience as whether this will be a reality, that's a completely different discussion, and I believe that's what we are discussing here. Yes, whether this is actually a realistic possibility given our lived experience with funds, with projects, and with housing projects that are government related whether the people for whom we are told it is intended for eventually end for up them. getting yeah. what was in theory unspoken of <laughs> intended for them
2: yes you, you see um, every economic i say it cannot have a vacuum mm. okay the reason why kenyans are not excited is because you see we are sending this project as if there has been a vacuum but the, in the, the, the last well, 50 years, years there is a vacuum in the last 50 years kenyans you, you see the, the 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 desire of human beings is to um, get the best out of is them, to better their lives to better their lives, yes, so in the last fifty years, that government has not been building houses. What can us have been doing? How we have been they been in been living? Yeah. We have been in circles, we have struggled we have bought plots all over our put houses. We have put up houses. there have not been a vacuum now, and that's what I'm saying. It's a very wrong assumption to assume that all of us want to own a house probably in Nairobi or whatever it is. Because the people who have ability in Nairobi to put up a home and hone a home are already either having a plot, the one that you're talking about, or they already have a house, or they're already putting stones and cement in their construction site. Okay, so that is there, and that's what has been happening. And you see the comment coming in also, it's bringing a distortion. Because when comment tries to interfere in market, a, a sector that has been market dominated mm. it becomes a distortion because one people have already put millions in investments in rental houses mm-hmm. so are you trying to kill that enterprise what if people don't take up the houses and, and that's what i asked you see the the private investor puts your money the government buys out from you you, you hand over and you get out okay we don't take the house mm because one if the private sector saw this house if the houses were really commercially viable the private investors would have seen the houses in maralan if there was a demand for those houses in maralan private sector would have seen it okay so you go and build the houses there the private sector did didn't see it maybe because it doesn't and the government buys out from them Hmm. the government buys out from them Uh, if the demand does not exist so the government wants the house to take it where
1: Yes, but doctor, what? <laughs> Maryland and Nairobi are completely different. Yeah, and that's what we've seen. And if you're talking about demand, it would also be different. And if you're talking about this sector where people rent, you see, their discussions are not exclusive. It cannot be said that just because somebody now can acquire a welfare house or a social house that... That particular market for renting will not exist. No, no, no. I may own that house, but I don't want to live in it. It doesn't also mean that if I am in an urban setting like Nairobi, I will not get somebody who rents it.
2: Now, now that's where the discussion becomes juicier. Let's look at the actual data, demographics data. Okay, let's look at income distribution in mm. Kenya. Mm. The people in formal employment, employment only three million. that's about the economic survey,
1: and out of, a, out of a population of how many? Who are employable? Twenty. It's about eighteen something million.
2: Eighteen million are employable. Who are actually in gain of economic activities? Mm-hmm. So only three million are in the formal sector. Mm. They are the ones who have been targeted for this levy. Okay. Now, what is the average salary for majority of Kenyans? The same demographic survey is telling us seventy-four to seventy-five from twenty eighteen consistently and less than fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. About thirty-six percent are earning less than thirty thousand. Mm. Now, take the taxman. If you earn fifty thousand, how much do you get as your net? It narrows down to around thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. 000. Once you pay pay only, mm-hmm. okay. Now, NHIF, um, has already taken another thousand from February. Mm. Now we are told um, NHIF is taking another one, and now all these levies are coming up. So, what am I left with at the end of the month? Now, I live in Nairobi, and I travel and I commute, and that's why I say let's, disc- not, let's not talk about things out there. Mm. Now, at 4 o'clock, prime time, prime rush hour, walk out walk to this bus station, you find folks waiting for transport, for, for, for transport. and actually they are waiting for fares to come down, mm-hmm. because they live on a very thin budget line. Mm. Go every bus station at russia when the matter are charging 80 hundred you find folks waiting down for that fear to come down for with 10 shillings mm. so what you're Another, saying is it's not enough yes and, and that's what i'm saying we are trying to solve a problem of income with something different mm. the problem we have here is mm. a problem of income it's a problem of income it's a problem of income and an employment because if and, and that's why we are saying we, we are assuming our economy
1: is outside the other
2: normal economies
1: income mm. of mm. the value of our currency mm. and what it can do anyway i think <laughs> our, our time is almost coming it, up it, isn't it
0: actually is yes. so I, I hear you also saying that we're trying to you know fill a round you know peg a, a round hole with a square peg and it may not work yes dr patrick mwinde it is a conversation that needs to continue happening <laughs> we told it's a complete it's going to pass but will it work and i think that's the question at top of kenyan's minds today thank you for being in the hot seat this morning conversations continue asante sana how about that you made it to the end of today's podcast you clearly ooze stamina guess what just hit subscribe at standard media podcast apple podcast google podcast spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.